today's episode eight, the Orpheus Syndrome. Is that the episode title? That is the episode title. That was a very confusing episode. Uh, is over, but we're just getting started here on Post Show Recaps. And while this is Poker Face, I would like to... Oh, my name is Grace. I would like to introduce my co-host, who is a sweet birthday baby. It's Ariel. Ariel, I do Oh, my God. That hit my brain so weird. What a what a throwback to Natasha Leone's other show, Poker Face. Mm-hmm. Greta Lee, who I love. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm excited to be here. This episode was wonderful. It was really I'm, good. I'm super happy. It's really good. So we uh, uh, pulled in a guest, and I can't believe it. We got, surprisingly, someone who was recently anointed as the Pope. It's Pope Taryn Armstrong. Taryn, how are you doing? <laughs> Whoa. How'd you know it was me? I'm a horse. Stop it. You're a horse. Just fully dressed as a horse on the podcast. This is amazing. A horse in a Pope hat. Uh, yeah. th- that thing is not easy to get off either, Taryn, I learned. <laughs> So, well, yeah. yeah, I mean, I came here in the horse suit. Now I'm stuck in it. Uh, uh, Taryn, very excited to have you uh, on. I was uh, I was watching one of your um, your live streams, I think maybe before Goose Goose Duck, which we play sometimes. Um, and uh, somebody asked you about Poker Face. You said, yeah, I saw a bunch of it. It's really good. So then I was like, you got to come on the podcast. But what have you been thinking of Poker Face so far? Uh, it's been fun. It's just been like yeah. a, a, a fun little romp, uh, it feels um i i like that it doesn't take itself too seriously uh i i was a big uh growing up i i i watched a lot of um uh uh, uh peter falk um colombo yes. uh uh content and uh this this really brings me back to that the uh the sort of like it's a it's a different style like colombo is very like uh Oh, I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, why don't you explain this to me? Uh, like a little bit, you know, two steps ahead, but pretending to be dumb. Whereas uh, uh, Charlie is a bit more uh, like <laughs> actually bumbling, but 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 has like a lie detector machine in her head. Uh, so um, obviously they're not the same shows, but they, but it gives me the same vibes. It's the uh, you know the how, how done it kind of thing uh and uh, how catch him uh, i think is what oh. you what you call him i think he's uh, ash Ketchum. As, yeah it's <laughs> so uh i've been enjoying i mean and, and, and natasha leone is uh very yeah. fun to watch and yeah. anything she does so yeah it's uh it's been fun i saw somebody uh i actually was listening to a podcast uh i will not name drop it but it, they were like yeah i'm getting a little bored of the format i'm like i feel like the thing that the shows are doing the best is that it's like even though it's basically doing the same format each week it's really playing around with it where i thought that this week's episode actually went a bit back to form ariel where like mm-hmm. we were doing the like you know we had the episode where it's like oh they're gonna kill each other and then they're actually killing his his wife uh during the play um we, yeah so they're like faking us out and this week i actually thought we like kind of went like return to form this week mm-hmm. you know? yeah. yeah and to that point i in the very beginning i'm like wait is that ellen barkin again who is that? <laughs> like, are we uh-huh. have we returned to another character um no but uh cherry jones is amazing yes uh yeah but yes to your point it did feel return to form but like this one she's like working i love that you never really the job that she had kind of didn't matter she was like a messenger for the guy they actually faked us out here that she works at the barbershop and then no she Mm -hmm. quits that job to work at the the basically immediately so it is they do have fun with like introducing the possibility of this other thing yeah i guess wow she never she just never went back to the the barbershop um and uh but but I thought it I thought it totally worked and some incredibly interesting and hilarious and bizarre visuals to match in this episode. Yeah, this one, I think, I mean, the the two episodes that I've liked, unsurprisingly, I think are episode five, where we did have Judith Light and uh, the, the like, we're going to kill children. We're going to bomb children. <laughs> uh, and then this one that like is so dark that like you accidentally I'm, I made you think you did a murder all these years. Like, boy, it's really dark. But the show is balancing that with like, yeah. Taryn, oh, just her running around in a horse costume, <laughs> like bringing a bag of hair to the to Arthur. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, like the the mystery of the show is 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 how it's formatted, and that's very sort of Ryan Johnson, right? Um, and, and where it's like, uh, you know, it, the mystery is okay. This guy just jumped off the balcony. Why? Where's the murder? What happened here? Oh, she's she's asking for a replica of his face. Like, uh, mm-hmm. what's what's the catch? What's the play here? Who's the killer? Um, and so, you know, as you go through every time, it's it's like that is that is the mystery because, you know, it's going to happen. You're just wondering how and why. Um, 
And then once you figure out how and why, you're like, okay, now how does Charlie fit into all of this? Who was she working for? Who was she friends with? Uh, like, how is she going to figure this out? Um, and uh, and this was fun. I, I really enjoyed the idea of uh, creating a, a bust of <laughs> a dead person so that we can access his uh, face unlock. Um, that I mean, was in a, episode that was one. Charlie tries to unlock Natalie's phone and she tries to use the picture. picture. <laughs> it does not work. Totally, which was a hilarious moment. And I totally yeah. forgot about it. I'm so glad you reminded yeah. me. Uh, yeah. And the other thing I thought of watching this was like, wow, the leftovers could never. Like I thought about the, the recreations that they had in the leftover uh -huh. series that look like uh -huh. so bootleg <laughs> compared to these. Like I was like, wow, this okay. is like high, this high technology stuff. Well, but it was just the actual actor, right? It was just, right? Did they recreate the man's bus? Uh, or was it the, just the actual actor? The bus, sitting, I mean, probably the, sitting beneath the table in a fake box. <laughs> was it, the one I mean, the, the one that she flipped around to me looked like it was fake. Okay. What do you think, Taryn? I, I also felt like uh, the at the end it looked more fake than it did at the beginning. It wouldn't surprise me if it was actually him at the Who? initial scene. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then maybe they also still made uh, a fake version as Whoever well. Whoever they got, they should hire them for the Wax Museum because these are much better than some of the products I've seen the Wax Museum put out, I think. So, um, yeah, uh, let's chat through the the episode. Uh, make sure you're subscribed to the feed, posturerecaps.com slash pokerface. You might already be subscribed to it if you subscribe to our Russian doll feed, but ratings and reviews would be much appreciated. Um, all right, so we're in this fancy house. This man is, he's holding his stomach on the porch. This is Cherry Jones and Tim Tim Rush. He's like, you understand. I know you do. And he jumps off the balcony. I think to your point, Tim, we were talking about like the, the way that they formulated this. It often is like, okay, we're going to see something happen and we'll see somebody basically kill somebody else. And then we're going to meet Charlie and we're going to figure out like, what's the piece of information we are missing from the, what context are we missing uh, uh, for this? Um, so obviously we'll, we'll then meet uh, Nick Nolte who has all these like figurines in his house. He does like basically like stop motion horror animation, like really old school, real uh, actual, um, what is this called? Like uh, prosthetics and things, not prosthetics, but you know, um, real, it, uh, real effects, um, practical yeah. effects mm -hmm. would be, mm -hmm. I guess the word. Um, Laura comes to meet him. They hug and yeah, she would like, uh, she would like him to make a bust of Max uh, so that she can see if he would forgive her. Um, would you a make maquette? of this? This they keep calling yeah. it like a maquette or something. A maquette. Like, mm. Is that a? Oh, I've never heard that. Uh, but me neither. I thought it was like a. Uh, what's the the other word it's based on? Oh my god, I'm not gonna remember it now. The uh, a mask or it doesn't matter. But it's a word I've never heard. I don't know if it's a newfangled okay. word or, or word they made up um what'd you make of the opening i mean yeah as we do we get uh, uh some pretty heavy hitters in uh cherry jones and nick nolte uh mm -hmm. tim russ is also is also there i was not, i'm not familiar with his work but uh, there. <laughs> he's in star trek i believe so yeah. was he i he i thought he seemed familiar is he the the vulcan from star trek uh, yes uh, i'm seeing the ears now i don't even yeah. watch that and that totally is tracking for me turn <laughs> Yeah. Um, mannequin. I thought of the word. Okay. Uh, ah, that newfangled word. That new, well, no, it was like when I heard my cat, I'm like, is it like a play yeah, on yeah, mannequin yeah. in a way? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I love this because I mean, you know, we are primed. We, you and I, Grace always talk about like how the show is, is teaching us and kind of like playing against itself now that it's a mm -hmm. few episodes in and like, you know, playing around with our expectations of the show and of the genre and all these little different pieces moving around. So we know, like, from the Ellen Barkin episode that, like, perhaps what we're seeing isn't what it seems. So we're, like, kind of immediately on our back feet, like, okay, is this what it's uh, presented as? Is there something else going on? Is the person who just jumped, like, in on it? Uh, but it was definitely very compelling. I was, you know, I was in it from the get in a way that I wasn't in the Ellen Barkin episode because she was acting. And then, like, that kind of took me out of it because it turned out that I wasn't even real. But this I was, like... This this is this has me from the get. Mm -hmm. uh, so turn we'll we'll see that like so eventually then like we're gonna flash back again essentially to the same they do like this is like very like I feel like they give like short spurts of information this episode and I actually think that one of the interesting things is that like in the in episode five time of the monkey which is the one I keep referencing where they want to they they try to blow up the schools kind of the one where you think that like they they might get away with the murder um, that one has such a long 
opening. Um, some of these have, have had like really like 25, 30 minute openings before we ever see Charlie. This is one of the shorter ones. And I think worked really effectively to basically get an episode where we get Natasha Leone and Nick Nolte together. But we are going to flashback. We're going to get like Max revealing that he's seen the footage um, and that she should tell Arthur and that essentially she's going to say, yeah, of course you're right. While actually secretly poisoning him with tea or whatever she's put in his, his cup. Turn. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I also just I, I love the way that the show is shot. Um, yeah, the I mean, like the and, and I can't I couldn't even point specifically like I'm not that knowledgeable of, of like what it's referencing exactly. But um, like the music that they're using when they're out on the balcony that like almost is drowning out the dialogue and uh, the the even even like the method of acting when she's begging for the uh the thing the bust the maquette or whatever it was to be made yeah. uh and even like the the shot close in on her face as she's kind of like i have to do this it was like um it, it felt like uh like a, it should have been black and white it felt like it yeah. and, and especially with all like the, the speaking of wax figures like yeah i was brought back to like uh, the twilight zone uh yeah. where like because uh, there's an episode with with wax figures uh, I think there's a couple actually, but um, it, I, it's just um, it's so reminiscent of that stuff. And I love how indulgent it is in, in in sort of exploring those different angles, especially this episode, which is so clearly, you know, um, uh, just steeped in the the sort of old style of filmmaking uh, as she talks about like, uh, oh, you'd love you'd like the CGI stuff. It's like, yeah. I got to I got to have this, my hands on thing. it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, yeah, we get to uh, her like looking at the uh, the figure and then we flash back to um, she, she, she winks at it. She's, <laughs> she's so evil, delightfully evil. This is a good uh, this, this is really fun for charge. I thought that like this is like maybe uh, for, for some people I could see it's maybe not the best episode for me. It's the, the most well acted one. And I, what I, what I think is really strong here is like, we're going to then cut back to, uh, again, we're going to do this other cutback where Charlie is working at the barbershop, uh, uh, right. And she's going to have to drop off the hair. And so then, you know, she's going to go give it to Arthur because he uses it to make, uh, these figurines or whatever, you know, whatever effects he's doing and the relationship arrow between Charlie and Arthur for me is like, this is the stuff that worked so well at the beginning. It's what works really well, actually, in the Time of the Monkey episode, uh, in the Doxology episode, uh, where she's connecting with like the this like guy who's just excited to be in a band. Like, I think the 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 core in the last few weeks, I feel like we've we kind of have moved away from like she has a relationship with the person, uh, one of the people who will like die or is involved in the thing. And this is like I think the strongest connection she has with someone in a in a very long time to the point where we're like referencing episode one and her relationship with Natalie later on yeah no she's that's a great point she does reference her you know keying us in i don't think it's a coincidence that we're getting near the season and mm -hmm. obviously the overarching uh story of the season has to come into play you know in these last two episodes after this ostensibly uh so the natalie call out is very intentional um but the you know the nick nolte can first of all i was like oh my god nick nolte like i had seen his name but i kind of forgot and then i saw him i'm yeah. like Oh crap, there he is. Yeah. Uh great stuff from him. He's not just being like crazy over the top ridiculous like he has been uh more recently in some roles. And it's so funny that we see I think it's for the first time Charlie being uh she's experiencing so many lies at the barbershop that when she meets oh, yeah. uh, Nick Nolte's character it's like wait, you're telling the truth? I'm fascinated by you. Please don't yeah. don't make me leave. I want to stay. Sorry, here. I did forget. We for there's a new there's a new mechanic to Charlie's lie detector ability, which is when she's overwhelmed with BS, her <laughs> eye twitches. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it totally makes sense because if you could tell, that would probably get like super uh I don't know, bothersome for sure. Uh, you know, it, it's not something that you She's used to, we've seen her, like I said, we've seen her just kind of like field lies amongst truths. And like that first scene, it was like bah, 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 barrage of just lies seemingly uh, according to her eye twitch. So that's funny. Like, I think for sure we'll probably see to your point a little bit, Grace, we'll probably see the yeah. eye twitch come into play, you know, before the season's end. Well, is, is this a, yeah. is this a common thing? People, uh, people lie <laughs> at the barber. I, I, 
really don't know if people lied to Barbara. I feel like it was, I don't know that it was like lying as much as it's like, uh, like they had to get the setup to the, to, to her twitching so we can get the moment where she's like, Cherry Jones is just like spewing out BS for real. And it's like, yeah, twitching at the door. Um, <laughs> I feel like at the bar, so this is very interesting. I was going to bring this up to her that like earlier this week, Mike, there's a scene in The Last of Us, and I will not spoil that, but there's like a barber shop. There's like a, someone's getting their hair cut. And Taryn was talking about how like the barber shop, the barber is like in a position of power. And I was like, I don't know if I see it that way, but like, I feel like you, you sometimes do open up to your, like you do chit chat or whatever, but I love that the show is basically like, no, barber shops are just full of people like placating people will be like, you know, I, you know, I'm loving married life, you know, like it's, oh. you know, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I, 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 the last time I was at the barber, I talked about The Last of Us. That's what, that's what I did. <laughs> stick to fiction. Stick to I, things that are like not real, and then you don't have to lie. Yeah. Um, but I do. I'm in the same situation either... where it's where it's like a lot of like, uh, what are you watching? What do you? That's what I'm talking to my barber. Yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. My, my hairdresser. Yeah. Um, I yeah, for me, it felt very true to like not that people are lying, but just the nature of small talk in general. Mm -hmm. It's like you're not yeah. going to go into details. Like when somebody asks you, "How are you?" but they really just need something from you. If it's like in a work setting or something and you're not going to be like, well, I'm dealing with this issue with my mom. You're like, you're just like, I'm fine. You know, you just, this is the classic Rob Sesternino. It was, <laughs> it was fine. It was fine. How was the show? It was fine. Uh -huh. You know, you don't want to like be slagging it. And so, yeah, people at the, I, I worked at a gas station and it was a full serve gas station in high school. And I got so good at small talk where like, <laughs> you know, you, you just like, whatever is it? You're like, well, phew, pretty interesting weather out there today. <laughs> Yeah, it's hot, big, eh? Big yeah. truck. Big yeah, truck. so I feel like it's less lying and more just like, let's let's not make this whole thing, you know, more complicated and you know than it needs to be. Just you know, placate each other that we're yeah. all just getting fun. through the day. Yeah. Um, I do love Charlie. Just like the this is, I feel like the first time that Charlie is not the coolest person. I mean, I know it's like, again with like the the women in the food. She's like very like, oh, you guys are awesome. I love her sort of being on like not on the outs a little bit here and being like, I guess she's had that. She had that with, uh, with Hong Chao's character as well. Um, we're like that. She's clearly cooler than she is, but like, she's like, she's like, I don't know how you grieve, but, uh, if you want company, you know, I can hang out like very unsure of whether she should stay or go. I feel like, but definitely wants to stay there. Yeah. I mean, uh, who wouldn't, right? Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. it is cool. I would love that. Yeah, she sees the monsters in the window, so they get drunk to go inside. Like this is major relief because I definitely thought the hair thing meant you were a serial killer. <laughs> and I, I love his response. It's yeah. a great, yeah, it's a great back and forth. Like, because uh, it was exact. I had the exact same thought as his yeah. dialogue, which is like, well, a serial killer would have hair already. <laughs> Not if you're a serial killer of the bald Ariel. Watch out! Wow. <laughs> uh, yeah, I do think it's silly. I thought of. Um, what was the movie that you and I covered, Grace, about cannibals? And there oh, was a whole uh, thing about hair. Uh, uh, Bones and All. Bones and All, yeah. I was yeah. like, oh, God, not that yeah. hair. Have that you seen that movie, Taryn? It's, uh, yeah. it's a wild one. I, I haven't seen that one yet, no. Yeah. Uh, it's a very creepy uh, thing with hair. It's a hair collector mm -hmm. in that movie, yeah. So that's where my mind went. So I was like, yeah, that tracks. That is a creepy, a creepy killer thing. Yeah, even this whole interaction is so good. Uh, it's just like, oh, wow, all this comes from your mind. So that must be a horror show in your head. It's like void screams. She's like, yeah void screams very heavy <laughs> she's like need assistant i uh, i only accept cash and you can feel free not to pay me <laughs> <laughs> yeah so she's welcomed into the house of horrors i uh, like that this is kind of like uh we're seeing how she gets these random jobs yeah. uh i feel like so, oftentimes she's just working at a random job i'm like how does she get this job uh, I like that we kept the bit up and that she had a random barbershop job. Like, I like that yeah, it's funny yeah. that she just has a new job. And then this one, we actually get to see how that actually works. Get some uh, plausibility to this whole thing, Taryn. It's a good point. Um, She's going to eat the fake blood, uh, which costs more oh, than I hated that. Blood. That's gross. I hated this. Uh, yeah. it's, it's, she's talking about jelly. Uh, and then he's like, no, that's fake blood. And then she bites into it anyway. And then yeah. it spills on the thing. And she's like, ah, I'm sorry. I'm like, oh, so rude. He just told you how expensive this is. And and right after you tell him how expensive it is, you eat it anyway and get it all over his thing. And he's so nice about it. To be fair, she's not being paid. So, you know. yeah. Um, yeah. Does this come he's up? Being, he's being way too nice about it, honestly. 
does jelly blood it, it does drop on the same but that's the first like uh maquette that we see in the episode and i actually thought it looked i was like i was like why are we looking at this this jesus figure it's not jesus it's just a random <laughs> maquette and she drops it is this at all relevant the fake blood or is it just for the like why when it drops on the on the thing i thought it was just a very interesting note that like i felt like oh that's going to be important later and i don't recall it becoming important later yeah i had the no. same thought but i yeah. i can't make a connection yeah. Okay. Uh, doesn't. Okay. Well, maybe we'll. Maybe another episode. Let's <laughs> do another episode. Um. So, uh, Arthur has this new job. Is where he's going to be making the Max, uh, uh, the figurine. And uh, Charlie's listening in on the conversation. Is like, I don't know why she needed you to make this thing, but she, whatever she was saying, she's lying. And Arthur says, doesn't matter. She's a friend. I'm going to help her. And so he. Uh, then we get the whole story. This is so sad and so atrociously uh, acted. This is um, where yeah. he's going to uh, talk about Lily Auburn, who dies on set. They had this like emergency mechanism system where she could push the the red button if she was wanted to get out. And they did the scene over and over again. And he was getting frustrated. He blames himself because he thinks that on the last take she uh, must have been so nervous that she doesn't push the emergency uh, uh, button and then ends up uh, drowning. The woman in here, I, this is, I thought like she's barely in this episode. It's played by Rowan Blanchard who played uh, uh, the, the, the girl meets world and the plays the titular girl in girl meets world wow. is in Snowpiercer and the Goldbergs is like in a bunch of stuff. I thought like a very interesting spot for her here to just play the woman <laughs> who dies her, in the water her world her world ended very quickly yeah, in that moment. Yeah. and i also yeah. should i also will say like they need another sis they need like a better system <laughs> with maybe two things like what right. if the light bulb like wasn't Back working like it blew out or something like there has to be a sound attached this to is it. the I 80s thought, this is the 80s uh, yeah. yeah, I I think my um my favorite line from the whole episode was uh, after she tells um it tells him that she, that uh, Arthur that um, that Laura was lying. Uh, he says, I, "I don't know what lies mean when you're that deep in grief." Uh, oh, yeah, which was just yeah. such a such a great line, especially in a show that that deals with with lies and and sort of like you do have to explain away a, a lot that like sometimes she will catch somebody in a line and just ignore it because people do it all the time. Um, but especially the idea of like, uh, yeah, like when, when you're that deep in grief, like what does it even mean to lie? Yeah. Or like who can't, you know? Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. It's, I mean, the show is like incredibly deep and it, I, that's what I was saying. Like it balances that like this scene is incredible. This is where Charlie will then talk about losing her best friend would have loved to save her, but uh, she couldn't do it. So she had to walk away Two keeps thinking it's behind her, but she keeps playing it over and over again, trying to change it and make it right. When does that ever end? Ariel? It's so it's, it's so good. It's so good. It's, it's incredibly profound. And like this show that has been, has obviously for sure have, had some incredibly serious moments sad moments you know we joke about sometimes that we're talking about murder and sometimes they make it funny a lot of the time um and this episode really did feel uh profoundly serious and you know there was the the history that they kept referencing and all the years and you know the 20 years that he spent with all, you really felt that across the different characters and um some like i said before some incredible work by all of the actors involved and um I have to say it now before I forget my favorite visual probably of the entire series so far is her not just with the horse head, but like climbing up the stairs. Mm -hmm. Yep. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like me as like uh, sc uh, sc crouching down. Mm -hmm. Uh huh. Yeah. In, in, in my in, dragon. <laughs> while I was watching that, I was just like, uh, I was thinking about like, um, did, did she do that? Did she just do that? on the day you oh know what right I mean? if it was like, her was yeah, she yeah. just like having yeah. fun yeah <laughs> Cause, yeah because you also like anytime i don't see a, an actor's face i'm always thinking like is it really them yeah, yeah. uh but, I, but, it, but it it felt like her it, yeah. it, it felt like her and and then climbing up the stairs i was like how was that scripted because... probably options too of like what do you want to wear like i want to see the outtakes of like uh all the other uh costumes that she could have worn like all the things in uh uh, in Arthur's studio. Um, <laughs> the thing I think that's so strong about this in particular is I know that some people are really loving the show because it's like something you can like watch for an episode and it's not this like overarching thing. It's not super deep. Mm -hmm. But I think what like really makes this episode sing is that the story that's happening with Arthur, then the way she talks about losing Natalie it, and, and the way she says, um, so then she's going to talk. She's like, uh, I don't believe the dead could ever forgive us. That's what he's going to say. And she's like, 
BS. Like you wouldn't make the Orpheus syndrome if you didn't think it. Cause he's making this movie where like one of the guys has like a camera for a head. There's like a red light guy and they're saving this, like this mermaid woman or whatever. And he's like, yeah, you, you're like, you're, you're got to revisit the past to get past it. And so I actually like am intrigued for what's coming next week because there's a way in which like having this happen of like him trying to revisit the past. I mean, it, it kind of like ultimately cost him his life, but whether she's going to feel like this has been her on the run. And so where we're going to get to the point where like what, how she's going to deal with everything that's going to happen with Sterling Frost um, is really interesting that she's like, admit, she's like, yeah, you got to revisit the past to get past it. So I presume at some point there might be a moment where it's actually Charlie's decision to confront or uh, do something about, being on the run to stop being on the run essentially um so so that's why i think this episode works so well it's not only just like the story is one of the best stories in my opinion that we've had in terms of like how emotionally how emotionally invested i was in it and how like i just thought it was like dark and beautiful that she's made him think that he's he killed this woman on the set of a play uh and like ruined his dream of being like a movie director for all these years um but it also ties in so well to like the themes of, of the continuing the, the overarching story for charlie kale yeah i was thinking like oh man if she stops going on the run think of all the murders that will go unsolved <laughs> but then yeah. but then i thought also, how many of these murders has she inadvertently she ca caused? <laughs> I mean, the first few episodes, it's like, she's like, you should write that song. And the guy dies because of it. <laughs> yeah. And like, yeah. Showing Okja, uh, yeah, convincing him to look at the film. Yeah. Like, uh, this, this, she's, she's got some blood on her hands. I know. Uh all right, so Arthur's going to call Raul and be like, uh, you know, the Raul, played by Luis Guzman, this was very fun uh, role for him. He needs a favor. Can you pull some footage, uh, reels, numbers, you know, whatever. This is all the stuff that was shot on April 12th, 1989, the day that uh, um, Lily died. He's like, are you sure? We're not supposed to check anything out, but they're digitalizing everything. and This stuff has already been done, so nobody's going to miss it. This is bad. Rule. I mean, I mean, good. To, there's a moment later where he gets fired. And he's like, eh, my boss is a murderer. Probably time to go anyway. <laughs> you know, good decision for Mar uh, Raul. Um, yeah. What a, what a character. I, Luis Guzman, I uh, like, just completely endeared me to this character in just a yeah. couple of, like, lines. Uh, like, just the, well, this, the, 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 yeah. Yeah. The way that he was like, uh, I'm not supposed to do that, but for you uh, like, yeah. Uh, yeah of course well there's uh, this one he he shows up with the tape and uh she says yeah i'm head deliverer and she says oh head of delivery and she says no literally delivering heads because the max <laughs> the max bouquet is uh, uh is done and then she says hey I, no he says i like your car she says i like the honda and he says yeah, yeah it's my mother's car it's okay when <laughs> <laughs> when uh when laura calls him up to like, order the film and he's like oh sorry it's already taken up don't be mad at me. Yeah. <laughs> so just, just wonderful, adorable stuff. Like we already said, we see him and you're like already, you know, bringing in some 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 goodwill from his many, many other roles. But, you know, yeah. does not disappoint at all here. So good. So Charlie's going to deliver the head. She's going to like have trouble getting over these like specific like rocks that are in mm -hmm. the driveway, which will come up later. And as she's moving it, Arthur is watching the film and sees uh, Laura unscrew the light bulb. Uh, this moment was a little stretched out, but uh, it's powerful. It's a good moment. Uh, Laura unscrewing the light bulb. Um, so then Laura calls Rael for the film. He doesn't have it. It was checked out. Arthur has it. And surprise, surprise, Arthur is at the door. So don't worry about it, uh, she says. I, I'll, I'll handle it. He's like, okay, great. <laughs> Naive Raul. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So we get another emotional. I thought this scene was great. Again, the way this is shot, Taryn, is really good with like uh, uh, Nick Nolte's like face like lit in the fire and her across uh, uh, from him. And so he's going to say like, I spent my whole life thinking I killed that girl. She's going to like apologize. Um uh, that like she and so th this is really that she's like actually like I did you a favor that like yes you had to live with killing her but I also did <laughs> that's 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 not a great uh, that's not a great excuse but like, don't worry you had to live with the guilt of killing a woman I actually had to live with the guilt of killing a woman um, but she's getting really mad she's like I did all the dirty work so that like the whole production company could like continue working and move it forward. And she's not going to lose what she built. Um, and she's going to give this line, the dead can't forgive, but they can't hurt her anymore. Taryn. 
Yeah, um, I, I'm not gonna lie. I I watched. I swear, I watched this episode. I still don't fully understand why she killed the girl. <laughs> is she just uh, trying is... to get a good performance? Like, I I must have missed something. I guess. Yeah, she's trying to get a good performance. But I then, guess, is the when thing. the girl dies, like, is that not terrible for the production company? I thought like, the production was doesn't. It, the, was it an can accident? It go through? Still, I don't but... think the movie can go through at that point, right? Like, right. Uh, like, yeah. uh, like, like, was she just trying to get a better performance, and then accidentally she also happened to die? Or this I, is like... probably the weakest part of the of the yeah. uh, Ariel. Do you have a Do you have a theory as to why Laura actually unscrews the light bulb so that the emergency button can't go on? <sighs> I mean, the only the, the, the logic that we're presented with, according to her and according to him, right, was like he he obviously didn't know that she had unscrewed the light bulb. Right. But like in his opinion, she was feeling the girl in the tank was feeling like pressured and and, you know, from everyone involved, not just him. Like and then we mm -hmm. find out from uh, from uh, Cherry Jones character that like they were all frustrated, including her and they like hemorrhaging money. So like, it seems like it really was just a case of like, we need to, I, I guess it's, it's, it's the scene? It, it would be, it, sorry. Like finish the scene. Is that, <laughs> well, I was going to say, like... because it's, it's stupid to think that it's very short sighted for her to think, oh, it's not like she's going to get actually hurt if the light bulb doesn't work. Like that's literally <laughs> right. the only mechanism keeping her alive ostensibly, but I don't, Short of like premeditated murder, which I didn't get, it just seemed like a weird. It, I mean, it was the '80s, like you all said. Maybe they were doing coke. I don't know. Like, it doesn't <laughs> seem like she thought it through. Maybe I know. I said it was the '80s early. It was also the late '80s, so you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know about them late '80s. <laughs> uh, late '80s for Brady, uh, Ariel. Uh, I don't oh, know. No, that makes never sense, again. But, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. That's you know, it doesn't really make sense. Uh, she's gonna poison him, uh, even though he's going to chuck the 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 real. I'll put those in quotation marks into the fire, so nobody will ever see this. Uh, he's gonna ask, like you know, straight up, "Did you kill Max?" He's like, "Nope." He jumped right in front of me, hand to God. So he tosses in the fire and he gets up to leave. Um, and as he drives home, he's like passing up behind the wheel. Uh, and he's like weirdly, weirdly placed for like, <laughs> he's like, the way he's like outside of his car. He did get all the way home and then he gets out and then he falls over and dies as Charlie sees him. And Charlie has to leave because she needs to call 911. And she has learned from Hong Chao that if you call, uh, you only have so many hours before somebody will be there to find mm -hmm. you. So she's going to she's going to leave. Although she doesn't leave. But she does. She spots those rocks and the she tire. She sees the rocks and the tire. The rocks, which is, I love that she is in that heightened sense, like that heightened tension, right? Of like, I need to leave, but still can't help but be very observant and, mm -hmm. you know, like find clues in unexpected places. Um, that emotion really hit me of like, she's calling the cops and then she, she's fighting everything in her being to leave. She doesn't want to leave. She wants to stay and help and make sure that people arrive uh you know to help him but yeah. she's like i have to like she has to choose herself she has to literally be selfish in that moment and you see how much it pains her and it's such a quick small moment but i think it's it was played beautifully yeah so we're gonna see laura on the phone <laughs> she's like i'm glad yeah he always had trouble with started gliding stuff for anyway when can we get possession of all his stuff <laughs> she's yeah. like Legal like, question. Pretty, pretty, pretty <laughs> quick turn to like uh super villain, I think, from the side. I know uh, our friend Todd Blybrand was saying like she's easily, I think, and we'll get to her ratings later, but uh, easily the most hateable person I think we've seen in terms of like having probably the least amount of remorse for uh for any for any murder that we've seen. Um, the great outfits though. She looks stunning. Yeah, absolutely. And again, <laughs> yeah. I hate to keep like. I don't want to be accused of being like ageist, but like, I think it was that white outfit. Like Ellen Barkin showed up with that, with like a white uh -huh. pantsuit, I believe in her episode. And we see something similar in her in this episode. So like, I'm like the high fashion is like coming. I'm kind of tracking it from that episode into this episode. But to be clear, obviously Jerry Jones is an amazing actress in her own right. Um, and she way too, I agree way too easily was like, all right, now that I got rid of everyone that could do anything to me, I just do whatever <laughs> yeah. I want. Yeah. So Charlie's in the driveway. Uh, uh, Laura's going to come out and be like, how can I help you? And they're going to chat. Um, and uh, <laughs> like, we had this like embroidery over the toilet, which had strange blessings. And I'm glad I got to say goodbye to him one last time. 
strange blessings. So Charlie's going to ask what he wanted to talk about, about the past. And Charlie's hoping that he was able to reconcile his guilt, hoping he got peace at the end. They blamed himself for Lily's death. Uh, and she's saying, no, like he, he was able to let go of that. And does that help you? Um, she says, yeah, that's, that's, it's, and she says, it's good to give someone else comfort in times like these. Arthur gave her that. She's doing great. No lies detected. No twitching of the eye. And then she's like, yeah, so anyway, I didn't do Max. So I didn't kill Max or Arthur. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie's eye goes, says, I do feel like this is the, for me, this is like the fun of the show and that it can be intensely serious. And then this is campy and silly in a way of like, yeah, she's like, well, anyway, I didn't do those murders. And Charlie's eye is twitching uh, profusely as you're standing outside the door, Taryn. Yeah, I mean, I I feel like she has this superpower. Uh, yeah. And it, you'd think that with this superpower would just instantly solve every murder. Um, but they do a, a good job of, like, trying to introduce reasons why it wouldn't uh, in other episodes. Like, notably, a, a lot of the time she will explain her superpower to the murderer so that they know how to subvert it. Yep, we um, that last week, yeah. <laughs> but uh but this is this is a fun one where like literally it's just it's just that like she was literally about to leave and then oh wait you you're lying about saying you didn't kill them uh yeah. okay i guess you well, killed them yeah well t- uh uh rich uh i've been uh podcasting with rich a fair bit he's been talking he's been using this member on a couple of uh podcasts we did i believe on the dark podcast yesterday and the mayfair witches pod earlier this week which is, i do think the fun thing about having so much information like this is not a show where we're trying to figure out like okay who killed arthur and max we have no idea maybe it's maybe it's laura the fun is that uh and the thing that uh, uh rich was talking about is that um the, you know there's ways in which like tension uh attention versus surprise and so there's like a certain tv shows where you want the surprise and so if there's a you know two people sit at a table and a bomb goes off of the table if you'd never show us the bomb under the table you get the surprise moment of like oh my god there was a bomb there but if you show us the bomb under the table two people sit down the tension in that scene is now like oh my god they're sitting like having lunch and they don't know that there's a bomb under the table and so i feel like what the show is doing really well is as you're watching was i'm watching the scene between charlie uh, and laura i'm delighted that i'm seeing natasha leon and cherry jones have a scene on my television screen but i'm also like how is charlie gonna figure like what's the what's gonna happen and it was i thought it was so fun that laura like she's almost getting like it's like she's almost getting away with it she's getting away with it oh my god she's gonna get away with it and then she like does the stupid thing because she's so confident at the end of the scene ariel that she's like gives gives herself away you cannot slam the door on the truth the truth (laughs) will come out yeah that's true even if it has to hold up its hand to stop the door from closing yeah Yeah. no i love that too because you're like you're waiting for it you're like what is she gonna say what is she gonna say that's a lie what is she and then you're like going through it in your mind you're like is that a lie is that a lie is that a lie so like like, no it checks out playing the game with her and you don't see the eye twitch you don't see charlie react and then but you know when she says (laughs) I had nothing to do with either of those. Deaths. I was like, well, that's absolutely bullshit. I, I love Charlie being like, can you repeat that? She's like, yeah, yeah. I had nothing to do with the death. Her eyes twitching, Francis. Well, yeah, well, I mean, my, my thought too is like going back to that line about grief, like uh, she's saying like, I'm not responsible. I had to, right. I had to accept that I wasn't responsible. Uh, and it's like, you could you could still yeah. get him away with that. Like, oh, she's trying to accept it, but still doesn't fully believe it. Yeah. Uh, but then, but then when she's like, can you repeat that? She just really, really over explains to the point where she then outright says, I did not kill, kill the Arthur and Max. Yes. It's so good. It's so good. Um, all right. So I, I feel like we immediately replace the Charlie and Arthur fun dynamic with the Charlie and Raul dynamic because mm. Charlie's like, I can tell that she's lying. She didn't exactly say she was lying, but she is lying. And rules like, what is this? Like women's intuition. <laughs> <laughs> she's like no this isn't a tampon commercial and uh and i was like no well she she came to get the real and so i think it's at some point he raul says it's, an, it's a coincidence and natasha leon i think could take any line and make it hilarious because this she says coincidence my foot <laughs> which is like so silly but i but i love it um so they're gonna look on the computer uh she's also she says double o face scan at some point uh because it, it, it face scans <laughs> raul i totally forgot to about get that. in and one of them is missing of course and they're gonna realize that like max must have had the originals it, it's you know uh they look to see she's like oh well, we have the original and it's empty and she's gonna realize arthur was killed for whatever was on this and that's when uh laura and a full moving company <laughs> arrived to move everything yeah, they're they're at a they're at a, a good old Steenbeck uh, editing table. That's um, right. Brought me back to my uh, college. Uh, working, yeah. Uh, on a Steenbeck. Steenbeck. 
They referenced uh, that earlier in the episode, the steam back. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh steam back my foot. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um. Yeah. I. 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 Uh, another thing I didn't fully uh, grasp either was like, why did he cut that scene out and put it on the Medusa to hide it, right? So that even if she gets the full reel, because now she now he like you know presumably he thinks maybe she'll look at it and realize it's not the right reel, and then when she does, she'll go and try and get it, and he's able he's been able to splice it out and hide it somewhere else thinking he will never get murdered right mm. i guess although i guess he does think he'll get murdered because he does it before he gets murdered right so he hides it yeah right? i'm just like uh yeah. I, I didn't quite fully grasp his plan to go there pretend burn the film and then hide them and do yeah every time Especially i think i'm a it's... keen-eyed viewer taryn you're like i have all of these <laughs> things that i need to point out and i'm like oh god that's a really good point that i missed that thing <laughs> Yeah. Like, why what? did he do that? I'm like, I don't care. It was fun. <laughs> show was fun. Well, I mean, it's not important, right? It's not really the point of the show is to be like very detail oriented, but like, well. um, uh, like, especially considering like her turning off the light bulb to me with zero context was not yeah. incriminating whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I they, they, yeah they, uh, they probably like I feel like if we could have had a scene earlier, and this episode's pretty long. I think it comes in about fifty five minutes. Or, but if we had had something maybe earlier, because I get the like, because if she spilled jelly on the Medusa one or something like, but like <laughs> there's no reason why it's specifically Medusa. There's like there is some again. I think this episode is tremendous, but there is some things that I think like you could tidy this up. Uh, uh probably. Yeah, I think there were, it's like, when I saw that thing, I was like, oh my God, the Testa Demora, whatever the thing was from White Lotus season two. Yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, I think that it did feel to me, and I wouldn't have said this, but now I have, now I feel like I'm in a safe space. Uh, there were a couple of things that I was like, all right, I don't know what that means. <laughs> it like went way <laughs> over my head, but I was like, okay, but I'm well, focusing on the mystery and not, and not that it's a red herring, but I think that yeah. to your point a little bit, Grace, I think uh there's more there if you want to find it but you don't like need it to like fully you know understand or enjoy the episode just be careful about critiquing this episode it was written and directed by natasha leon so just be careful ariel i loved it yeah no but outside of that outside of the joke i actually think this is my my favorite is uh, now I'm getting ahead of it, but we're not ranking. I'm not ranking the dust right now. I'm just ranking the episodes. Uh, my favorite is still the MAGA dog because it was the hardest I have laughed, like pound for pound, yeah. like laugh for laugh. Is that a dog pun? Pound for pound? <laughs> it should have been, but it wasn't. I guess it well, was. It functions as one. Uh, dog pound my foot. Uh, and the, but this one was was my second favorite. I couldn't think mm -hmm. of one that I liked. And, you know, they're, they're different. Like the laughing was one thing and this is just so... Yeah artistic and again those shots the shot selection and some of the things you see on the screen the horse thing yeah. i will never forget how i felt yeah, the horse when thing i saw yeah. the horse climbing the stairs well that's where we get to so so uh uh all of it goes to lam the loose film she's burning it but but charlie's gonna realize i uh, splice it out and it's on the medusa head that's being taken out so she's burning the reels and she's gonna have a dedication at the 40th anniversary of lam to arthur and max and this is where charlie gets in the horse costume and <laughs> runs around. Uh, uh, Raul gets fired. This is pretty sad. Uh, policy that nothing leaves the archives. Um, and she can't look him in the eye as she fires him. Um, and then we get on the radio, one of the best lines of the entire series is, yeah, there's a horse loose on the premises. Cut to <laughs> Charlie Kale running around in a horse costume. It's so good. <laughs> is, is it wrong that in, a, in an episode with two murders, uh, I felt worse about the firing? No, I think that's fair, Ro. It's, it's so sad. Yeah. It just felt the most brutal. Uh, it's it very brutal. And I, I, I have to mention this. I couldn't help but think of one of my favorite shows, Bojack Horseman. I was like, oh my God, it's literally a horse head with yeah. like human hands. This is incredible. Do you remember that time on the internet when like it was like the horse head? The horse head was really popular for a long time. Yeah. This is better though because it's like full upper body. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's, yeah. like a, it's like a half a horse torso. Yeah. Her, her like lifting it up to look out the armhole. So uh, like <laughs> they're like, take it off. And she's like, it is very hard. This is not this the time for quick yeah, removal. Yeah. Uh, I love even a, a Laura. Laura gets uh Terry Jones gets a very funny line where she says, if she steps one hoof on this property, <laughs> and then there's a guy who says, Hey, that's the horse from Caligula's Revenge. Yeah. This whole thing, it's just so brilliantly written. Uh I did say National. This is Natasha Lone and Alice Jew, who uh who, who co-write this episode. It's it's uh, tremendous. Um, she's gonna see Raul outside, and she's like, uh, he's like, I'm not even gonna ask. And I love her that she's like, Oh, is that one of like yeah. your sad you're fired boxes? <laughs> 
Yeah. She has like weird terms yeah. and uh, like turns of phrases that she used for like everyday items. Like she could have just been like, oh, is that a box? Uh, did you get fired? You got fired? No. But instead no. she's like, oh, is that one of those weird, almost in quotes, you got fired boxes? It's <laughs> yeah. hilarious. It's it's a perfect way to make that scene just a little funnier. Because Funny. like yeah. it's it's yeah. what you're thinking. You're like you're you're right. thinking like, look at his box. He just got fired. You can tell. Uh, and then she very explicitly points it out in that way, like calling out the fact that it's kind of a cliche. Yeah. Yeah. But then he's going to say, so he's like, yeah, but he's like, you know, I got, I was sick of the basement and she's a murderer. So I guess the time was right. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, Charlie's going to, yeah, Charlie's going to realize that the key card probably isn't turned off yet. So Laura's giving the speech and she's like, gets tripped up over the speech. Like, you know, she's trying to be like. <laughs> They're basically like Freudian slipping, like how guilty she feels about this whole thing. Like they'd be happy with what I'd done to keep this company alive, or at the very least they would understand. There's some like weird audience uh, in the crowd of just like people being like, that's weird. That's a weird thing to say. Um, and uh, she's seeing Arthur in the crowd. And when she looks at the Max bus, like she's seeing, seeing uh, him, she's going to repeat the line, like the past cannot hurt us. Um, and then she's like, I have to go just play it. And as they play the montage, uh, Charlie and Ro will play, uh, Laura turning off the red light. She's going to freak out, uh, stop it. She sees Arthur again. She goes into the Arthur exhibit, sees Max come to life, follows him. He jumps off the balcony. She jumps off the balcony afterwards. And that's the end of the episode. Really? Uh, I loved it. It was like done in like old school horror. Like the film is grainier. Mm. Um, uh, as we're like cutting through, we're getting some of the things in his, like the Orpheus syndrome. Um, some of the, the figurines from this. So that was like brilliantly done Ariel, this like last sequence. Yeah. And it also, right. Like you think of the, this, the, uh, scene at the beginning where, uh, the other character whose name I can't remember, uh, Next. jumped off the, thank you. Jumped off, the the balcony and how horrified she was but she wasn't horrified because he died she was horrified because his face had been damaged uh -huh. um so i think it's just a and you see like the very similar pool of blood so there is like a a poetic justice to to the way that she offs herself yeah uh turn two episodes now where we've had somebody just killed himself at the end of the at the end of the episode yeah yeah i mean uh i think i i mentioned like the 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 shot of her turning the light off without context uh i think the funniest uh, uh maybe unintentionally funniest part of the episode to me was the audience gasping right. when they see her turn the light off as if they would have any, any clue context? what that means <laughs> like, all right this, i do feel good this is one that i did think of i was like that doesn't make any sense but whatever it's fine yeah, it's hilarious. Yeah, no, but to your point, Tara, it's just like so funny and and yeah. I mean, arguably uh, intentional as far as like the writers. But yeah, in the room, you're in the in the fictional universe room that they're all in. Mm. Uh, it feels so over the top in a way that you can only laugh at. Yeah. Yeah. Um, OK, that's the, the recap. OK, so we did get some feedback about <laughs> about sorry. how we ran about it. <laughs> I do, yeah. Uh, incredulous Grace, when I get feedback, uh, you know, is very funny. Uh, so we had been we had been ranking the murders, and we'd mostly been doing vibes. I feel like we do personally. I feel like we each have a bit of like our own criteria, but were they mapped out? No, not exactly. And so, uh, Dr. Amanda, who came on many weeks ago, has kindly given us some criteria that we could use if we wanted to. And I, I just want to, uh, uh, Taryn, I'll just provide you how we've ranked them. We had Joyce and Irene number one. Uh, because it's they want to kill children the, who are basically innocent. Then doxology, they're like kind of like, uh, you know, uh, uh, I feel like the reasoning there was mostly that like they're so ruthless. They move on so quickly and they do it for basically nothing. The song isn't really a hit. They're like, they're like, yeah, we'll do it for me to be successful. Eh, whatever. Uh, Davis, we had third, third and Keith fourth uh, because Davis is so he tried to kill his Keith daughter like so intentionally uh taffy and mandy at five he kills his tries to kill his brother pretty bad kathleen and michael at six i, I don't even know jed we felt like jed was an, a, kind of a dumb kid and actually it's sterling frost jr last which is a bit of a combination between like he also offs himself and also one of the people he has uh, is like an abusive husband uh and he's also trying to like screw over some mob boss guy and so like you know in this he's bad but in the grand scheme of things whatever Dr. Amanda, that's how we had ranked it. Dr. Amanda gave us these like five criteria that we could rank them by, which so is many. 
<laughs> I know it's a lot. Uh, and I actually think we could probably eliminate one because it's like, I feel like almost everybody is in a sound mind when they kill somebody, but justifiable motive. Are they remorseful? Uh, the innocence of the victim, how sound of mind they were and the brutality of the murder. And I've done some like, math on this where I, I ranked each one out of five and added whatever and basically it puts like taffy and maddie first because i think like if you look at all five of those things they're kind of the worst they're kind of like are the worst on everything they're like they're justifiable they don't have a justifiable motive they're just like murdering their brother because he becomes a vegan that's pretty bad uh they're not remorseful uh they're of definitely of sound mind the victim is pretty innocent because he wants to be a vegan and the murder is pretty brutal he like kills his brother in his own home it's pretty bad and a dog he tries to kill a dog um, so basically I do think it sort of changes things where you have Taffy and Maddie. And this is probably very confusing for the listener, Joyce and Irene, then Jed, then Doxology, then Kathleen and Michael, then Laura, uh, not Laura. We have not ranked Laura yet. Then Sterling Frost Jr. Then Davis and Keith, I think are actually the lowest, mostly because the brutality of the murder, they don't murder anybody. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm, str I'm struggling with the character names because I normally don't pay attention. Okay, to that's fair. Names. Taffy and Mandy. Uh, 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 barbecue. Uh, no. Hold on, hold on. Taffy and Mandy. Barbecue, brother. Right? Yes. Joyce and Irene. Uh, old uh, retirement home. The like, uh, hippies who want to get revenge on their on their on uh, the guy who like screwed them over. Jed is from Subway. Doxology is the okay. band. Kathleen and Michael are the actors in the performance. Mm -hmm. uh, Sterling Frost Jr., the head of the casino. And then Davis and Keith are the race car drivers. So we just basically have to put Laura somewhere. Um, and here, let, let me how how justifiable do you think the motive is? Uh, Laura killing Max and uh, Max and uh, and Arthur. I think it's very low. There's no. There's not really adjustable. She's just trying to protect her own butt so she won't go to prison because she she also killed Lily. She kills three people. I think she might have killed the most people. Yeah, three people. I, I mean, I, I think depending on how you define justifiable, you could say that her second and third murders were both out of like self-preservation, but that's because of the first murder, which yeah. we don't even know what her motivation was is ex exactly anyway. So uh, I would say, especially going by the first murder, I think justifiably, uh, there's just nothing there. Uh, we don't even know what it is. Yeah, you agree, Ariel? Yeah, I mean, if we, I agree that it's, we if we don't know, I, I think that's sound logic. Like, if we don't yeah. know, then is it justifiable? Okay, how remorseful is she? I would, I, if she killed herself in a way that seemed more that she was not following Max, I actually would maybe uh, uh, give her like a hot, like a, like it's, uh, I don't think she's remorseful at all. And the only thing that she ever does that feels remorseful is maybe kill herself. But even then, I don't feel like it's super remorseful. It's like in a state of like, panic yeah like i don't want to go to prison yeah yeah like you you get like a small sense of her feeling bad when she realizes that uh arthur was not gonna like when he burned the thing she's like oh no i killed him for no reason but then yes and this is what i think uh sells it for me uh she's she's like feels bad for a second and then she's like actually yeah. now this all works out it's fine yeah it's great uh, so it's, it's basically not remorseful, as low of a score as you can yeah. get. Yeah, okay. Uh, is she of sound mind when she does all the murders? I, yes, right? They're yeah. all plant. She's a literally poisoned. I would argue, yeah, off. like some of the soundest mind we've seen in, in all these murders. I mean, it wasn't It wasn't like, uh, like I, she's reacting in the moment in both circumstances, right? Like she finds she's out and then decides them. to murder very quickly. Um, as opposed to like premeditated, like uh, the actors, right? Who like really came up with this whole orchestrated okay. plan. Uh, however, again, you have to go back to her first murder, which I assume was was very premeditated. Yeah. Uh, and so I, I think you can't let her off the hook just because she was not as premeditated for follow up murders. Okay, I think I'll give her a little like she's not the she's not like of the most simple, but as close as you can get. Uh, yeah. Innocence of the victims. So really completely <laughs> max the only thing max and this is very much victim blaming and i apologize but he, maybe she should have called the police first i mean if we're gonna if we're gonna blame uh if we're gonna say that max should have called the police i think we have to say that uh charlie should not be confronting uh half the murderers uh in private in every places. episode she does this every episode i'm like don't go there alone and i know you'll be fine but stop going there alone yeah, it's it feel like that's that was some of the most hair uh, in the uh, 
in the kill the kill the high school UN kids or junior high. Yeah. I don't remember how old they were. Yeah. Uh, that Power was like, probably the har- the most harrowing uh, situation that I felt she had put herself in. Like, and the yeah. subway guy too, where she like just I felt like that one was really bad. Where she confronted him for what I felt was no yeah. reason. He yeah. then cuts her brakes, and she's just dead if the uh, if the uh, the uh, uncle yes, or whatever right. doesn't catch that. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so how innocent are the victims? Per- I think the the original actor murder, she's completely innocent. I think yeah. Max, completely innocent. He was going to the police with this. Yeah. Um, and then Arthur, I would say probably completely innocent, depending on what yeah, he I actually think, meant to do with that film. I, I think completely innocent as well. Yeah, and I think yeah. the especially maybe less so Arthur, but max was his name (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. oh yes i got it uh he it's like he still i think what makes it even more innocent is he like stumbled onto it he wasn't like looking for it necessarily so you know they were married they're married they say they're they're getting a divorce yeah Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay brutality of the murder it's a it's a poison uh well so she does the the one woman drowns poisoning which ends up being uh the guy jumping off the roof and then and then up and then a, and another poisoning mm, i i i feel like the poisoning not that brutal uh however it resulting in jumping off of the balcony brutalizing the face a bit brutal and i would also then say again going back to the original murder uh getting somebody to drown um very yeah. brutal very also- brutal way to go Letting letting him drive home. There's a there's a uh, we didn't really talk about this, but when Charlie uh, uh, mm. is like, I'm gonna drive home, and he's like, No, you can't drive home, and he lets her stay. And that's mostly like, you can stay over, and then you'll, you'll work for me or whatever. But then she lets him drive home, and you could have crashed into somebody, somebody, somebody. Yeah, yeah, we four murders on your on your thing, uh, uh, Laura. Yeah, so pretty brutal. Pre- I mean, pretty, br- pretty brutal in the in the scheme though of everything else. I mean, you also have to put it in context. Is it? Is there anything that's been more? I mean, I think the most brutal is probably Taffy just straight up killing his brother. Like, was it he like st- uh, attacks him in his in his? Doesn't he uh, stick the the oh, exhaust into the oh, yeah. thing? So that's that's. Sad. Uh, that's like, I, I mean, you're kind of like falling asleep, right? Yeah, the experience isn't bad, but it's just like the all the steps he has to take to like you know tape it to the door and like lock the door and it's your brother. It's pretty brutal because he doesn't seem. We don't really see him, as far as I can remember, struggle with it all that much. He's like, I'm going to record this quick podcast, play it for like 20 minutes, and yeah. <laughs> go yeah. do this murder. Okay, on a scale of one to five, how brutal is Laura? Is Laura's murders of all these people? I, I'm going to give it a five. I think yeah. the the drowning is, is really? that's nightmare material. Oh, yeah. Okay, all right. I mean, I think that basically only because... We put her a little less of a sound mind. I think that it's it's the number two. She's the number two killer on the list behind Taffy and Mandy, based on these new criteria that we've set. So, um, yeah, that sounds. I love right. that we have rules now, and yeah. no one can say Amanda. no one can say boo. And if they talk about <laughs> like, these are the rules, you know, something something my foot. That's what I will say. Um, <laughs> if you have complaints about the ranking system, Ariel at postsharecaps.com <laughs> will. Listen, I welcome any and all feedback. And if you even do if it, I disagree with yeah. it. If you do it today, I you could respectful. ruin his birthday dinner, and um, and because uh, he'll have to answer the emails promptly. So um, please don't send any right. murderers after me. <laughs> all right, uh, that is our our, our recap. Uh, uh, Taryn, thanks so much for joining us on the poker. Thanks for having me. Uh, what else you got going on? Where can people find you? Uh, well. Uh, Big Brother Canada <laughs> is coming up soon. Uh huh. Is it though? Uh, or, I heard maybe it's or, not. Yeah, it might. It might not be. Actually, I don't know. We'll we'll have to wait and see on that one. Oh, um, Survivor yeah. is is also coming up soon. Uh, we've got a draft coming up for that. Uh, and you can as always find me over on Twitch, Twitch.tv/slash Taryn Armstrong. Uh, Ariel, what about you? Where can people find you? What are you up to? Uh, I am also on Twitter at that other Ariel. I am covering movies with you, Grace, every week. I am so excited to watch Cocaine Bear. Yes. Imminently in the next 36 hours. Yeah. Uh, and then talk to you about that for next week's episode. Um, and also covering uh, the Netflix 
German series Dark with you and DM Philly. Uh, that's been super fun. Full spoilers for the entire series, so you know mm -hmm. you can't just you can't just jump in from the beginning uh, unless you don't mind being spoiled, which you know some right. people some people like that. And uh, the newest thing, I am somehow covering Grey's Anatomy with Chappelle. <laughs> Mm -hmm. And we had a wild, I think, fun episode trying to uh, talk about 19 seasons of a single character uh, in one podcast. So that was a wild ride. And I'm excited to continue that journey. Incredible. Um, I think, uh, Turn, did you talk about Last of Us? Uh, Mike and I are doing the recap. Turn, you and I are chatting about uh, The Last of Us uh, on Video Game Club. AJ Norris yes. joined us this week, so it's been a lot of fun. Check out uh, continual coverage of that. And if you missed RHAP Game Night, uh, we recently played Sushi Go. Mike Bloom, Marino Catch, uh, Ali Lasher, Maggie Morgan, Aaron Robertson, and I played. It was a delightful time. It was very fun. So you can check out the replay on Twitch and YouTube over on RHAP. And we'll be back next month with another episode of our RJP game. I believe there's some Jackbox games happening uh, 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 this week as well, which you can probably uh, catch the replay of. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Hi from Grace. We'll be back next week with our episode nine coverage, the penultimate episode of Poker Face. Until next time, bye bye.